Hello. Welcome to the Bacon Warrior Podcast, episode Dose. Uh, today's sponsor is alcoholism because today's guest, uh, Zanjo, go MSU butt boy, and I um, have been drinking before and will drink during this episode. So there's your warning. That's all I'm going to give you. And let's get into the pod. Here's Spartan Dog 97. Thanks, Spartan Dog 97. When my parents aren't calling me dumbass, they're calling me Spartan Dog 97. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Lucas Whitney. What's going on? Oh, not much. Uh, Just, you know, just staying in like we are going to be forever, apparently. Yeah, um, it's tough out here. I don't know. I'm I'm getting antsy. Uh, We have a guest with us today. Uh, You know him as the Big J who broke the Mel Tucker news before that piece of shit Hondo Carpenter. Zanjo, MSU butt boy, what's going on? Just shrugging Burnett's, man. You know how it is. <laughs> you are. He is, he is on webcam just chugging unflavored Burnett's straight out of the pint right now. I didn't, even know, I didn't even know Burnett's came in anything smaller than half gallons, honestly. This is the fifth, and it was like eight bucks a Kroger. So got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I thought Burnett's came exclusively in half gals out of like some kind of economies of scale thing. All right. So the theme of today's podcast is conspiracy theories. Hell yeah. So there's no sports going on. Um, The sports that is going on is recruiting news, which like, you know, it's fun to follow. And then once it's over, I don't really, I don't really give a fuck about it. Um, We talk about movies. There are no movies coming out, so... I mean, Minions 2 just got delayed, so it's... I, I'm so it's, fucking pissed about Minions 2 being it's delayed. It's devastating. Like, I'm... I I don't know what I'm going to do for the rest, you know, for the next 15 months. It's... it's. I can't talk anymore. I can't fake passion like my I do have for Minions. Sorry. <laughs> honk, honk, honk. <laughs> Go blue. Banana. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, I only have like a few that like, I know really well that I like deep researched Zanjo. I know you got like 30, so we'll start with you. And then afterwards, Lucas and I will rate your conspiracy theories on a believably on a believability scale from one where like Alex Jones thinks you're batshit insane to 10 being <laughs> the CIA killed JFK. Um, all right. So my first one that I want to use the, the Jordan, um, his suspend is like retirement wasn't really a retirement. It was more of a suspension from the NBA because it was gambling. Um, the NBA just basically came out and said, no, screw you. Get out of here for a couple of years, get your shit together. And so that's why he's really playing baseball. And the NBA, you know, because he's their best ever decided, Hey, we're going to announce his retirement. He wants to follow his dad's dreams or whatever. So I have, I have an addendum to that. Um, I believe that Jordan's dad was murdered by a loan shark. Oh, no, I agree with that. Damn. I agree with that. So Jordan's dad was murdered by a loan shark. And then the NBA was like, we can't have you around. You need to go away. Right. And they it's, didn't formally you know, suspend him because of the optics. Yeah, it's it's just too dark of an image for 
you know, the goat in some people's eyes and most people's eyes. It's just too dark to have that hovering around them at the time when the NBA was so fucking popular. And it still is, but at that point it was just insane how crazy good the league was. Well, I mean, you guys saw from the Tim Donaghy scandal, like how big of a black guy that was. Like, could you imagine if like the GOAT actually was part of a massive gambling scam? The whole like the whole like Pete Rose type of like weird backlash that come back from that like that would be awful. Yeah, yeah and like, like and ahead, Jordan's ahead, reputation was like was like known for like being a three a.m. gambler. Yep. So having having that like gambling until three a.m. So like having having him being in some like massive gambling debt and like it's spinning out of control. I think I'm gonna rate that one like a seven. Yeah, I totally forgot about his dad dying. Uh, I remember watching the NBA Finals, you know, that famous image of him hugging the trophy, crying. And, yeah, I, I forgot about the loan shark theory. That That's a really good theory. Overall, I give it an eight. I, I totally buy it. All right. All right. Lucas, what's your first one? Oh, shit. Of course. All right. Lucas is Mike isn't working, whatever. Of oh, course. I'm here. Sorry, I clicked the okay. wrong button. All right. I'm I'm a big dumb baby. Um okay. My, <laughs> thanks. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh so this one I have pulled up. Uh I want to do like sports and then kind of get like weird, not like ultra government weird like we discussed, but like I found this fast food related one and I think it's funny since Spartan dog, you and I listened to LCB uh, Outback Steakhouse is the Illuminati. <laughs> Would you care to explain? <laughs> uh, you, there was a theory across Twitter uh, a couple years ago with people posting pentagrams that link their out nearby Outback Steakhouses to each other. Um, and then, of course, you know, everyone linked it to the devil, witchcraft and all, and the Illuminati. Um, and what's pretty badass is the Outback Steakhouse people were reported or responded with a blooming onion hovering over a section of the map. So people still think that they are Illuminati and just were like fucking with us. That's, that's a small one, but I thought it was pretty funny that I happened to stumble upon that one. I... I don't hate it. I mean, Outback is Outback is better than it than a chain steakhouse has any right to be. Right. So um, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past them to be like funded by the devil. So wait, which side is so on the scale of one ten? Which one's Alex Jones and which one's normal? One is one is Alex Jones. Ten is CIA killed JFK. So like least okay. believable to most believable. Okay, that's a four for me. Um, okay. But on a related one, have you ever seen the Monster Energy one? Oh, where that crazy no, church no. lady was, um, where that crazy church lady was going off? Yeah. Yeah, that's, people are weird, man. So the Monster Energy one, I'll do that one. So the Monster Energy one is basically that, like, the Hebrew, the Hebrew symbol for six is like a stick with a line at the top. 
and like it looks exactly like one of the like one of the lines for the M in Monster Energy. So when you put them next to each other, it's six six six. And then when you turn it upside down to drink it, the O has like a target in it. So like when you turn it upside down to drink it, it looks like an upside down cross, which is like a symbol for Satan, satanic, satanic worship or something. And you know, they're marketing like unleash the beast and all that stuff. Yeah. I just Googled that lady. Her name's Catherine, I think. Yeah, so it's Monster Energy Church. Yeah, Christine Wyke, a a controversial American Christian activist and author, of course. (laughs) Yeah, oh, she is. Oh, she's. Oh, this is uh, right up her alley. Protests against Muslims inside Muslim places of worship, against gay rights and holiday traditions like Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. (laughs) Whoa, the Monster Energy is just like. That's probably your most. That's probably your most tame one. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I'm not going any further. But holy oh, oh, god. what's that? You know, what's the one Bible church in Kansas? Woods, like Woodside? Westboro, oh, the Westboro, Westboro, the Westboro, Westboro, Baptist. Westboro oh, yeah. God, is part of that or not? Man, those people are those people are a different level. Like people oh. think the shout out to the shout out to the MSU listeners, probably which are probably all of you, but the Wells Hall preacher. <laughs> The Wells Hall preacher, the Westboro Baptist Church makes him look like a puppy dog. Hey, you're all going to hell, by the way, so you all know. You know? Oh, my God. She's, she's from Michigan. Motherfucker. She, <laughs> she, lives, she lives in uh, – doesn't say where she lives, but she I think she lives in the Detroit area. Uh, in October 2013, she drove from Detroit to Hopkins, Michigan, to protest same-sex marriage in Michigan. Yeah. Oh yeah. So she's a Michigander. That's just that's great. Good good luck for us. Yeah, between oh, her and oh, Kid oh, go Jesus. Between her <laughs> between her <laughs> between her and Kid Rock, we really uh <laughs> bat a thousand. Epitome of brutality. Yeah. So my real first one is um this one's probably like outside of the Jordan one, one of the more famous conspiracy theories. And uh, that's the frozen envelope. So Ooh, yeah, yeah. when Patrick Ewing was coming out of Georgetown, he was touted and turned out to be like a, like a franchise changing prospect, a once in a, a once in a decade, once in a generation type player. The Knicks being the Knicks were one of the worst teams in the league that year and were up for the number one pick. David Stern wanting the Knicks to return to some kind of former glory, rigged the draft lottery so that the Knicks could get the number one pick and get Patrick Ewing. And how he did it was before the ping pong balls and, you know, the system that they have now to determine the draft lottery, he would take, there would be the three worst teams in the league and they would put, they would put the logo in envelopes and then put the envelopes in the in the bowl in a bowl, and he would literally pick an envelope out of the bowl, and that's how they determine the number one pick. So according to the theory, the Knicks envelope was frozen and then thawed out before being put in the bowl. So when Stern reached his hand down there, 
he could he could feel the coldest envelope, pull it out, and have it be the Knicks. Wow, I I did not uh, really I I did not know that. I uh, that's crazy. What were like the envelopes like? Wasn't the envelope a little folded or something too? Or yeah, it looked a little. It looked a little fucked up. That's kind of where. That's kind of where people got like it looked creased and wrinkled when Stern pulled it out. So that's what. That's kind of what caught people on to that. Uh, to that. Uh, that something was fucked up. I just want to say the Knicks, in typical Knicks fashion, won a total of nothing after that. <laughs> the University of Michigan of the NBA, the New York Knicks. I mean, my God, you University just had Michigan. your hearing at Ewing who, like, everyone would kill to have, and you don't do shit with him. It's it's kind of like getting Calvin Johnson and not doing shit with him. That's, yeah. Hey. Hey, a little that's, bit. That's, that's assault, man. <laughs> assault. 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 That yeah, that was um. So yeah, that's the frozen envelope theory. Um, it's never been proven, of course, but all the boomer NBA fans like Bill Simmons swear to God that it's true. So I figured I might as well paid a little lip service. I I give it I give it a nine. I really believe it. Um, I, I'm a big time believer in dumb shit like that. So even if it wasn't true, I'd be like, oh yeah, it really happened, just to piss people off and make them mad. But that really does sound plausible. It's it's New York. You know, if it was like, I don't know, Bismarck, you know, wanting the number one draft pick, then I wouldn't believe it. But New York's such a huge market. Getting Patrick Ewing, Ewing why do I keep saying Ewing? Patrick, <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Ewing brings in just a shit ton more money for the NBA. It's a nine. All right, Sandra, what do you think? It's a nine. Um. And the other thing that kind of gets me on that is that that so they stopped televising the lottery draft after that, um, the lottery pick after that, or what do you call that? I don't even know. Yeah, they stopped, uh, they, they that is true. After, so it kind of like it kind of nine makes sense. Like it seems like there was something fishy with that, and New York yeah. being a huge market, and the Knicks being the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it. So I think that was like back in the time where the NBA was they had the files on tape delayed too. I think it was the mid '80s. Um, so like it would benefit the NBA a lot to have something like that happen and get a superstar like that in, in like a market like New York. So, I mean, yeah, like nine. You know, I'm gonna bump it up nine point five. Oh wow, nine point five. Oh. Got Mr. Big Shot over there, up, baby, it's coming out swinging for the fences. So Zanjo, I understand you have like a thousand. You found a conspiracy theory th- Reddit thread and just kind of ran with it. So what else you got? So actually, I just, actually you um you actually inspired another one for me. Um, Woohoo! With the uh, Monster Energy one. Um, you guys ever heard Stairway to Heaven backwards? No. Yeah. <laughs> So my next oh, one is uh, Led Zeppelin's actually a bunch of Satanists. And if you listen to Stairway to Heaven backwards, you'll, um, you'll understand why. It's like a whole, like, like demonic message of just, like, insane, like, random, like, no one knows what's going on. Um, it's, yeah, it's wild. That, that reminds me of Little Nicky, the, the classic Adam Sandler comedy 
from 2001 where the guys were saying if you played Chicago backwards, it would be a message to hail Satan. That's all I have to contribute. Uh, that one's that one's back in the days where like um, that one's back in like the that one's back a long long time ago. So I'm not sure. I feel like it's just one of those ones where like it's been around long enough. Like people just like it's true. But I, you know, I think for like Led Zeppelin to be so coked out of their skulls and then record Stairway to Heaven and then have the the thought of mine to put it in, to put in satanic messages when you play it backwards. I don't think, I don't think they could do it. Like that's where, like I said, no moon landing too, because like the whole thing with the moon landing is like, they said that like Kubrick directed it, but like nobody like remembers how long it took Kubrick to like, finish a fucking movie so like the fact you would be able to like pull off a live broadcast and not want to like fix it just makes no sense to me so rebuttal um they're on cocaine yeah cocaine yeah that's that's uh that's a classic that's a classic zanjo calling card is cocaine Mm mm-hmm We did talk, Lucas, before you hopped on and before we started recording. This podcast is 100% cocaine-free. Yes. I, I graduated <clears throat> from the D.A.R.E. program. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I stay away from all those, those horrific drugs. You know, the devil's lettuce, even though it's legal now. It, it's disgusting. And, you know, I, I, I'm just a clean Lutheran boy. And that, that's, that's all I have to contribute to this part. I yeah, read the, the 95 podcast. theses front to back. This is a podcast <laughs> in a group. Bacon Wire as a whole is a group where the only drug is Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's our slogan. You know, we – sounds good, Jesus. That's that's our slogan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other part we don't actually say it sounds good is uh, Jesus or my Lord. Yeah. Sounds good, my Lord. Like in a good way, we sounds good instead of yeah. ironic. Can I throw a bonus one in there too? Yeah. Sure. So you brought the moon landing, and I just want to say so. So this isn't really a conspiracy theory because I believe that the moon landing is real. But I'm just saying, man, if the moon landing was fake, like okay, so the lead astronaut on the uh, the moon landing, right? The the Apollo mission, the Purdue grad. Right. Have you ever seen Purdue finish anything ever? That's a good point. Like <laughs> ever? That's a great point. Purdue has never finished anything ever. And you really think that, like, they made it all the way to the moon with no problems, no, like, stupid bullshit, none of thing. No, like, point. hair flips that, like, no random choke jobs halfway through the mission that make everyone come, makes everyone come back. Like, I think it's real, but, like, it makes you wonder. No complaining about the, no complaining about physics, which is truly the ultimate referee. <laughs> no one time is over trying to recruit Neil Armstrong. Right. <laughs> right. So, you know, that's a good point. I never thought about it from that angle. You know, Purdue doesn't finish shit. So to have them. Hey, man, they have two Final Fours since 1969. Show Dude, some respect, Purdue you is, assholes. Dude, Purdue is literally like um, the dude from American Pie with that model, the international model. 
Oh, uh, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> Jim. That's exactly <laughs> you. <laughs> Uh, all right, Lucas. Do you have another? Do you have another conspiracy theory you'd like to present to the class? I, I found a really good one. This is a movie conspiracy theory. Oh um, baby, it's it's tame. It's not it's not like anything R rated. You know, we we don't endorse R rated movies um, on this pod as well. We actually do, but it was just a joke that did not land. Um, ha ha ha! Thanks, man. We should just have that dubbed in. Uh, so this is for Toy Story. Um, you know, you've seen the ones where it's like uh, Sid, was, you know, Sid, the, the dumb shit bully from Toy Story 1. He was in Toy Story 3, allegedly, as the dump truck driver at the, near the end of the movie. Right. I, you know, I, I like that one, and I pretty much believe it. You know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me because Pixar can just go, yeah, that sounds good. You know, that's it. That's, that's sounds the right. good. I didn't mean it like that, but it just infected my brain. Uh, here's this is one I found on some random film club site. Jesse's owner, you remember how Jesse in Toy Story Two she got she was abandoned, right? Andy's mother was Jesse's owner. Um, there's pictures and stuff like it says. Check out Andy's hat that he wears when he plays with Woody. It's the ex- I didn't realize this. It's the exact same fucking hat that Jesse wears. And if you zoom in on the bed from her flashback story, when she's talking, you know, that sad, I think it was a song about her being abandoned. It's the same hat that's sitting by her in toy form as, you know, just lifeless. There's a big hat on the bed and it's the same hat Andy's wearing. And we know that Jesse was with Emily, the bitch who ditch is what they're saying. (laughs) was Like years ago which could match up to when Annie's mom was a kid. So here's my rebuttal to that. As someone who is a big time toy story, a big time toy story fan. Me too. Um, it's a nice theory, but like the thing is toy story two establishes that like Woody's an older toy, right? Like he's this toy from, Right. This black and white television era. And Andy has him. And he's in like pristine condition. Right. So if like I'm not sure that like if if Andy's mom ditched Jesse, why wouldn't why wouldn't she ditch the hat also? Like, if it was like this, like, I'm over mm. you, like, I'm past you, right? Like, the montage, like, the montage is supposed to be. Right. Why did she keep the hat? Like, she, she, I feel like she would have kept either everything or nothing. Knowing right. me as someone who got rid of a bunch of shit growing up, like, that just, that's my perspective. Yeah, you don't get rid of one of your uh, Hitachi Magic Wands. You get rid of everything and all the accessories, you don't just leave one accessory for later in life. Right. right. You don't get, yeah. you don't get rid of the Hitachi magic wand and then keep the lube. Right. Yeah. That's just, that's not practical. <laughs> I... <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> Congrats on the sex. <laughs> who said we did, who said, I, I've never done sex. So I don't know what you're talking about. Right, this is a Jesus uh, Jesus podcast. Right. Yeah, this is a pro. Yeah, this is a pro Jesus podcast. So no sex until sex marriage. Bad, kids. 
So I'd say your believability of that is probably in the low. The two yeah, I'd one. probably I'd probably give it like a two. I mean, yeah, because like the thing about like film conspiracy theories is like it has to be like so intentional a choice that like that like it has to be written into the narrative. And I feel like if Jesse's mom owned, if Andy's mom owned Jesse at one point like it would have been brought up and like there had been two movies after that for them to address it. And they don't. Right. So if it had only been the two toy stories, I'd be more inclined to believe you, but I'm, I'm incredulous. Very good. This is six because it seems like very on brand for Pixar to have something like that in there, but also everything that Spartan dog said. (laughs) so that's actually pretty good that you brought up a disney pixar picture because my next conspiracy theory is is probably is probably a big it's probably a famous pop culture one but i i believe it i don't i don't give a fuck i i know it's stupid but i believe it and that's um walt disney Right, he Walt Disney died in 1961, 67, yeah, in the 60s, right before Disney World opened, like a year before it opened, right? Like three years before Disney World opened, of lung cancer, which, like, believable, the guy smoked like a fucking chimney. So, there's a theory out there that. He that before his death, after his diagnosis, but before his death, Walt had himself chirogenically frozen and buried beneath the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disneyland. And he is to be Mm. thought out once they have a once they have a once they have a cure for lung cancer. (laughs) So, two things I've actually heard one, I've actually heard that theory before, and two. I just want to guess out there. I hate this. It's a small world after all, right? <laughs> yeah, it fucking blows. It's like in your head for like a week afterwards. But like, as for your theory, I give it, I don't know, fuck, five or six. Like, I mean, that seems plausible. Right. Like, I, I, I have heard about the whole he was cryogenically frozen bit, but man you threw me you threw a curve right at the end when it's like and he wants to be dethawed when lung cancer is cured like whoa just yeah, gonna, up to that point <laughs> i i give it a i give it a six i i would believe it walt disney you know you watch those documentaries and it's like oh he's such a a visionary he's a pioneer so it wouldn't surprise me if he's like uh just freeze me until lung cancer is cured wouldn't yeah, that surprise I'm- me well, that's the thing that kind of supports the theory, right? Is that his entire life, like I'm kind of a Disney nerd. So like I watch a lot of YouTube videos about like Walt Disney's life and history. So like he was always forward thinking, right? Like the Absolutely. Epcot was supposed Careful. to be Epcot was supposed <laughs> to be this Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying he was always right. <laughs> it is just thinking. just just shout go out. at a slow pace. Yeah, for, shout out to this to, neighborhood. Shout out to Couch Burner. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the real ones get it. 
yeah. The real one, if you know, you know. Oh, Lord. <laughs> All right. So, so, like, he was always, like, forward-thinking, right? Epcot was supposed to be, like, the city of the future where people would live and work and go to school like all in the same place. And like, they would never have to leave the outer perimeter of the city to get the things they need. Now, right now in the world we live in, that sounds pretty fucking dope. <laughs> right. But, um, you know, he was always thinking like, he was always thinking ahead, right? Like he was a pioneer in so many fields, right? Like feature length animation, animation style, how you produce animation that it wouldn't surprise me if it at least wasn't like an option that they talked, that he talked about with like scientists. Right. Right. I mean, he, have you watched any of the document, like the, um, fuck, what's it? The Imagineers documentary on Disney plus. I watched like half of the first episode and then zoned out. Yeah. I kind of was on my phone, you know, half of it, but my wife was watching it, you know, leading up to our trip to Disney world. My (laughs) wife my wife and uh like it was i didn't realize how he did all those uh like the you know the old school rides like the um oh god i can't remember the name like the robotics like you know the physics of the robots that was done right when he was still alive and just about to die like holy shit doing that in the 60s i mean that's fucking insane it just gives me a bigger appreciation for for what disney world can do now like Riding that new Rise of the Resistance ride was like fucking absurd, but then knowing that the seeds for this shit were laid 50 years ago, I just kind of had to throw that blip in since we're not going to go the other way with Walt Disney. Yeah, no, the going the other way with Walt Disney is one very true, and two would probably get us sued. Yeah, I Bob Iger probably listens to the podcast, so we just yeah. we want to say thank you and. Uh, you know, Listen, if, if, if Walt in- really is frozen and hidden under Disneyland, um, just send us a DM. You know, you can join the group chat. Yeah. Also, hey, Bob, um, just follow Real Baker Wire real quick. Yeah, shoot <laughs> us a follow. Oh, and um, while, we're, while, we're, while we have a wish list out, Bob, um, release the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, please. Hey Bob, release release a good Star Wars movie since La- since Rise of Skywalker sucked. You know, it'd be great. Yeah, like, just, just fix, just reshoot Episode Seven and Nine. Like that'd be great. I'd really appreciate it. Oh, and uh, and get the Kenobi series back on track. Hell yeah! All right, Zanjo. What else um, you got? So how many how many you say we're gonna have on this? Listen, we can go as long as you want. I don't as long as I think we can talk about some we can talk about some news and shit if you want. Yeah. But whatever you want to do. I don't really the cappers, so I just want to make sure you guys like but for now I'll just go with um let's see. So remember the uh, Xavier Simpson car crash? Oh, do oh. I ever you mean Jeff so, Jackson. Yeah, Jeff Jackson. Jeff Jackson yes. So here's the thing. I believe so, like, whatever you feel about the U of M investigation and all, you know, I'm throwing that out the window because, like, it's, you know, it happened. But there's some, like, key pieces from there that just kind of were weird, right? The seat was elevated and all that stuff. It makes you think that someone else was driving the car. 
So here's my theory. My theory is that the person driving the car mm. was no other than the Obama daughter. Oh, Simpson wanted a couple Sasha? Of Wasn't it Sasha Obama? I yes. think it's Sasha. Yeah. Um, the one that goes to U of M. Um, bad life decision, by the way. Just don't go to U of M. U of M is bad. But yeah, fuck U of M. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, that uh, right. So my theory here is like. So Xavier Simpson, whatever he he was doing, even if he wasn't driving the car, like I believe he was trying to cover for someone. You know, it kind of makes sense. He was trying to cover for a presidential daughter. Like, it just makes sense. Hmm. So, also according to certain people on online, the you know the 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 people we don't want to associate with Obama's the Antichrist. So. Yeah, and all those people who believe Obama's the Antichrist have a lot of overlap with being U of M fans. I'm not saying, like, it's a flat (laughs) circle. It's one circle, but the Venn diagrams are very close. Hong Kong, Kong, hashtag mega. Yeah. I could see see Russ Cole from True Detective saying that exact same line. (laughs) Like, with a a second pack of cigarettes, just like, you know, those damn Michigan fans. You might want to watch out. They uh, they fucking hate the Obamas. You might want to be careful if someone says go blue around you and you're Sasha Obama. By the way, if any U of M fans that fall under the circle, Greg Henson, stumble on this podcast, I just want to say fuck Greg Henson. Fuck Greg. Yeah, that's an obligatory fuck Greg Henson. I can say it here because I can't uh, get banned. But. <laughs> eh, he blocked me, but like that's the worst that's happened with him. I wish you would block me. That's all I want. Like, I need – I have Ace blocked me, uh, Honk Boy blocked me, and Bell blocked me. So now I'm waiting for um, Greg and uh, and BB, which we found, out some, we found out some information about BB. So Yeah, we'll I really don't think he cares, to be honest, you know, and – Wolverine devotee has it in his fucking Facebook page, so he really doesn't care. I mean, could you imagine? Like, I went to MSU and I still wouldn't fucking affiliate myself with the university as much as that man has with his. Like, no, it's it's amazing. Like, the commitment is just like out of this world. But like, listen, my name is <laughs> my name is Spartan Dog ninety seven. I fully realize that. Dog, we're on a fucking MSU Zoom chat right now. <laughs> well, I still go to MSU.edu. Well, yeah, I still go to MSU and, like, I don't want to pay for a Zoom subscription. And, like, they already paid it for me. So, like, why right. the fuck not? I, 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 I laughed so fucking hard when he posted the picture of his Ford Focus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, my wife was watching TV and I about fell on the floor and she's like, what? And I, I told her about this guy, and she, I showed her a picture, and she just like, is that someone you know? I'm like, uh, kind of. Like, he thinks we're buddies. Because, like, when I got on this new account, he kept messaging me. Like, hey, how's Disney World? Honk, honk. <laughs> like, he kept asking me about Disney World. I'm like, dude, fuck off. <laughs> Yo, by the way, if you guys didn't know, anyone listening to this podcast didn't know, Lucas actually went to Disney World once. <laughs> I went, I've, <clears throat> I've actually been there twice, and I've been to Disney World once. 
Bro, and I, I was one of the few, I was one of the last thousands or so people to go before this whole pandemic broke out. Bro, I've, I studied abroad and I talk about it less than you talk about a trip to Disney World. <laughs> I don't do much outside of sitting, I don't do much outside of working and going on the occasional vacation. Like, Lucas, I got to highlight the good, the really great parts besides obviously being married to my wife who subscribes to this podcast. <laughs> Mrs. Whitney, what's going on? What's up, Miss Whitney? Sup. Sup, Miss Whitney. Sup. That's speaking, sorry. Mrs. Whitney, get it right. Sup, Miss Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. So, oh, what, what conspiracy sorry, theory Ms. were Whitney. we on? <laughs> I am for real. Um, was it, what was yours? Uh, shit. I was getting ready to rate one, but maybe we didn't. Oh, the Jeff Jackson one. Uh, I give it, I give it a seven because I can believe it, but I think he was driving that car. He's short enough to where he needs to heighten his seat. <laughs> Think man needs a booster seat. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 has to skyhook over the steering wheel. That's how short he is. He will never stop talking about it. <laughs> I'll uh. Yeah, I'll give it like a four. I don't, I'm not big on, uh, I'm not big on that. So I have one that'll definitely get us sued. So you guys know about, you guys know about Scientology, right? Too much. Yeah. Yeah. I watched South like, Park. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I watched like 67 Scientology documentaries. So like I'm with the shits. Okay. One question. Yeah. Why? I yeah. just find it like, like I like, like I went to Catholic school, right? And I find like studying religion so interesting because I'm like top of going to a Catholic school, like I'm a history major. So I'm already like super into history mm-hmm. and like religion shapes so much of history that like the two are like so intertwined that I like can't, I can't divorce the two. So I just find it really interesting, like how people can buy into something that to me feels so ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, it's so absurd that you kind of believe it. Right. It's like, what? Like, I can, like, I can see where people are coming from with like, with like the Abrahamic religions. Cause like, at least like those are established and like, there's enough of a wide support base where like, if people are like, Jewish or Christian or Muslim, like I can see where they're coming from, at least from a certain perspective. But like Scientology, I just don't get at all. So is your conspiracy theory just Scientology as a whole? Or do you have more? No, I have more. (laughs) So um I've got more, trust me. So after after the believe me, I have the best conspiracies. I only have the best conspiracy. I can't do a Trump voice. I'm not. It's truly it. incredible. My conspiracy theories are just so good. My friends think that they're more better than anyone else's. <laughs> your Trump, dude, your Trump impression is so good. My brown ass needs to hide. <laughs> I'm actually on the Zoom conference call, Zanjo. We're already on the way to your house. We know you have cocaine, so just get ready. <laughs> Zanjo, Zanjo peeked around his window cocaine. to make sure Drug ice free. wasn't make sure ice wasn't outside his window. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a uh, hello. <laughs> so, so here's the 
So here's the deal. So after the founder of Scientology, L. Ron Hubbard died, uh, this guy, David Miscavige, uh, kind of took over and is now like, I can't really get a, get a good parallel for it, but he's basically like the CEO of Scientology. Or like the Pope of Scientology, I guess, if we're like paralleling <laughs> religions. So David Miscavige had a what? David Miscavige has, has a wife, Shelley. And they would make public appearances together. They would do annual conferences and stuff together. And in 2007, she just like stopped showing up to like, to like these annual conferences that like the church of Scientology throws. And she would stop like doing public events with her husband. Not that he did public events to start, but like people just stopped hearing from her. So the theory out there is that like she wanted to leave, she wanted to leave Scientology and Miss Cabbage had her murdered. That sounds like something allegedly, I don't want to get sued by Tom Cruise, um, <laughs> a Scientologist would do. And I'm, I'm reading it right now on the Wikipedia. It's wow. This is crazy ass shit. Because, and like I, the cooperating evidence is like, right. Like Scientology it lives and dies by the celebrity, by like the celebrity followers it has. So Leah Remini, who you guys may know as the, as the wife from King of Queens and um, Vince Vaughn's wife in old school, she, she left Scientology and she was basically blacklisted from Hollywood for years because of it. And she right. came back with this documentary series called, you know, Leaving Scientology. And she said that she was really close with Shelly Miscavige, David's wife, and she just straight up stopped hearing from her. They used to write each other letters and talk on the phone. And like after she left Scientology, they stopped talking, which like is typical, right? Because that's how that's how cults work, right? Like they, they exclude you from the people you have on the outside. And then if you choose to leave, you have nobody because you don't have anybody on the outside or anybody on the inside. But she said that like, she stopped hearing from her before she left, like right around the time that she stopped showing up to like the conferences and like making public appearances. I'm going to see a three on the murdered part of it, eight and everything else. Hmm. I don't think she was murdered because I feel like if she was murdered, there'd be more like news about it. Um, eh, you never know. They could cover it up pretty quickly. Money talks. Go so, on. The police aren't here. You can, you can, you can just go, go ahead. Say it. No, I, no, I agree with you. I mean, I, I think it's like a five that she was murdered. I could see it just looking at the guy's picture. I, I really could see him doing that. And uh, for the rest of it, it's definitely an eight for me. It's, I agree with you there. It's an eight. So the other side of it too is like Scientology like has basically like this naval aspect to it where it's called Sea Org. And basically it's like, it's like joining a monastery. Like if we're paralleling 
uh, Scientology and like Christianity or Catholicism where you sign a billion year contract, right? Because basically Scientology believes in this like reincarnation type bullshit, right? No offense, Sanjo, reincarnation. <laughs> I was about to make a joke too. <laughs> so, uh, So you're basically like out to sea for like your entire life. So one of the alternate theories is like, she's not dead because it would be almost impossible to like cover up a murder. She just like, she's out on one of these ships working. And like when the cops came to like investigate her disappearance, because former church members have filed missing persons reports of her. And nothing yeah. ever comes of it. Like Leah, Lem- Leah Remini did. Like one, of the, she's one of the first ones. And then I read that Paul Haggis, the guy who made the movie Crash, among other things, I think he wrote a couple Bond movies. Uh, he, he, I think he did too. Yeah. So I don't. Scientology just interests the ever-loving fuck out of me, and I can't tell you why. But it's just something that I um. That I love. So. Because Scientology is fucking weird. Yeah, I mean, like, all religion is weird, right? But, like, because, like, they take it to, like, the nth degree and it's so, and it's so new compared to, like, the other religions that it's just, like, that it, like, amplifies that weirdness. But. I also feel it's a bit more cult-like. So, like, every religion is, like, in in and of itself and a lot of other things in and of themselves are cults, but, like, Scientology just feels more like, you know, like, the, when you hear the word cult, like, Scientology feels more in line with that than, like, you know, like, other religions do. Right. And, like, that culture of silence, like, exists in our religions, but it seems like it's, like, turned up to 11 in Scientology. And, like, and, like, because, like, some of its members are, like, some of the biggest movie stars on Earth, it's like it adds that extra degree of like of like weirdness and public fascination. Right. And when I was in uh we went to Beverly Hills one of our days for a honeymoon and we're taking uh Uber to like the Hollywood Walk of Fame and all that, and I look on the side of the highway and I see the Scientology building. The like, big South- building. Yeah, with a big ass sign, Scientology, like the Church of Scientology. And I remember South Park, it's the fucking South Park episode, but like they, they had a big building that said Scientology on it. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty funny. Like just making fun of it, how obvious it is. But no, I looked over and I'm like, holy shit, that is a building that says the Church of Scientology. <laughs> I'm like, wow, they just, they don't, they, all right, here it is. Here, we're cool. Come on in we'll, you'll have a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Now. And, like, it's basically a pyramid scheme, too. It's just, like, like you have to pay to, like... If you to get in, then you pay, like, more as you, like, level up. Right. It's like, um... It's like if Candy Crush was a religion. <laughs> and, man, I still play Candy Crush on hate. <laughs> so, that's mine. Um, does anyone have... I have... I have a couple, I have just a couple other small ones, 
but um, if anyone has anything different, anything more, speak now. So uh, I, I got one. Um, this one I wanted to read because I'm a Rams fan and I found it. Like I, I never seen anything like this. So I just wanted to read it because, you know, I'm still butthurt over the Super Bowl from 19 years ago. Right. Um, oh, the Spygate one? Well, they, the Spygate stuff was never linked to when the Patriots first started coming up hot. Um, it was always like in the mid, early to mid 2000s, as opposed to like 2000. Mm-hmm. So I found this one. I think it was on um, oh, Sporting News. Um, after Bill Belichick, or no, they, the NFL hid evidence that the Patriots recorded the St. Louis Rams walkthroughs before the Super Bowl. Uh, the Patriots secretly taped them using the same method that they did, you know, for Spygate. And like the, when they got caught by the Bengals this past year, you know, oh, we're just, you know, doing a documentary. I'm sure it was something like that. Um, but the tapes were handed over to the NFL for all those seasons. But the NFL has said that they didn't include the Rams walkthrough, even though they had like almost every other game that you could think of in there. So it honestly wouldn't surprise me, but I just thought it was a funny conspiracy theory since I always was like, how the hell did the Rams lose that game? Like they were just so much better, but you know, that's just my personal bias kicking in, but they still should have won it. But that was just something that I had to kind of throw in. And now I'll just, I'll, sh- I'll shut off my mic and let you guys talk a little bit. So, um, yeah, like if they, I, I'm not really all that up on Spygate, but like right. if it went back that far, like why wouldn't they have tapes of their, why wouldn't they have tapes of their Super Bowl opponent? Right. It makes sense to. Right. Like if you do it to everyone else along the way, why not do it? Win the championships on the line. If you're gonna cheat, if you're gonna cheat, like in every single game, like you're just gonna not cheat during the Super Bowl, right? Like, so, it, like it, if, like if you're cheating, like if you're dropping bags, you go all the way in. Just fucking do it because you know what? Can't like Bill Self can go around making fun of the NCAA, but he's got championships and stuff. Like you can never. Like technically, I mean, you can take them away from the record books, but you know, you'll always have the memories and all that. So, go all in if you're doing it, and I don't, I don't, I don't mind that they did it. So my answer is a ten. Um, my like rating is a ten, just because I feel like. <laughs> no, here's the thing. Like, we know for a fact teams have been recording teams since like the right. dawn of time. Like ever, like there's been a several teams have been caught for that. Only the Patriots really got punished for that. But, like, we know for a fact, like, teams have been recording these things. Teams have been, like, zooming in on team signals and all this. This is why NFL coaches have their, like, mouths up, like, their mouths up to, like, play calling sheet like this. Shout out Houston Astros. Right. Like, I mean, in case – and no, no one can see me, but it's, like, it's like imagine, like, imagine, like, a paper up your face, like, one of those, like, masks. Right. Like, so I, I actually agree with that one. Um like that's one that I feel like, yes. Yeah. Um. I'll I'll probably I'll probably put that at like an eight or a nine. I mean, like I said, like if the Patriots have been recording teams that far back, like they're just not gonna like quit recording because it's the Super Bowl. So I truly believe that. So I have one. 
I have one, and this one is kind of like um, this one's kind of like a more lighthearted one versus like the CEO of a religion murdered his wife. <laughs> is that um, you guys? For those who don't watch the NBA, there are um, there there are a bunch of sets of twins in the NBA, but this one focuses on um, the Morris twins, Marcus and Markeith. So the story goes that in the 2017 playoffs, Markeith, who was playing for the um, Washington Wizards at the time, suffered suffered an ankle sprain during game one of their playoff of the first round of their playoffs. Right. And like an ankle sprain takes like maybe 10 days to two weeks to recover longer. If it's an Achilles, am I right? This is my, this is my expertise right here. Um, Achilles injuries suck. You don't know when they're going to recover. <laughs> This is like Luke's like Disney World shit right here. It's my Achilles. Um, hey, no, I blew my ACL no, out, man. Like, Come on. I'm on like we. I'm on like month like five here, man, and I'm still trying to get back. Like, no, it takes way more than two weeks. So, basically, he suffered a high ankle sprain game one of his playoffs. Game one of the first round of the playoffs, and that's like a ten day to two week injury. So. Basically, game two, game two rolls around two days later, and not only is he suited up, he plays significant minutes and, and plays like he's never injured. Like he shows no signs of being hampered by injury, no signs of like being slow or hesitant that other players might show when they're recovering from an injury. So there's a theory out there that Markeith's twin brother, Marcus, who was playing for the Phoenix Suns and out of playoff contention, suited up in his brother's place and played that game. Oh, it's, I believe it. They, they look almost exactly alike. For obvious and reasons. they have, and they have the same tattoos in the same places. Right. And you could so, go to a barber and get a haircut and change your look instantly. Right. So there's no differentiating marks between Marcus and Markeith. So the fact that he was diagnosed, that was the official team release that he had a high ankle sprain and two days later was playing significant minutes in a playoff game and looked like nothing had happened kind of tips me off to the fact that maybe his twin brother came in and came in and played. I'm giving that a 10. I believe it 100%. Uh, I'm giving it less than 10, probably like a five. Okay. Um, just because I feel like it's kind of hard to pull that off because, you know, they're different players, but I mean, I can see that happening in a super, super, super weird scenario. Yeah, I mean, they also, they also like, this has nothing to do to, like, support my conspiracy theory. They also apparently share a bank account. Like, they, like, like their checks go into the same account that they both can access. Yeah, but so does Luke's and his wife. 
Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 fun. It's really fun. No, she she handles all the budgeting, so it's like, yeah, all right, I'll just uh, you know, check the account, make sure we're good, and then you know, if I have to buy shit, I buy shit. So that's the one cool part is I don't have to budget anymore because she's such a planner and uh, obsesses over it. So it's it's actually pretty nice. I mean, like I can see it happening, but like at the same time, I feel like the NBA has something in place for that not to you know be able to happen. So I'll say five, just because. I'm cutting it even. I don't know. Okay. I Yeah, you know, whatever. So I believe you have one about um, one of our favorite um, assistant to the assistant editors. Um, <laughs> My God. Yes. I do. I do. Yes. I got a few, got a few between there, too. So good. I got, um, good. Good. I've got a... Uh, <laughs> So, obviously, Carol Baskin fell out of her husband the Tigers. I, I, I believe that firmly. Yeah, that's probably an eight. <laughs> you <laughs> like, see uh, uh, Tiger Tink, another – oh, my God, I'm an idiot. Uh, Tiger King episode coming out on Sunday. A new oh, one? Really? It's Well, okay, it's literally talking dead type. It's like talking Tiger King. Like, Joel McHale's doing interviews with a, pretty much all the people that who are not Carol Baskin and her simp white uh, husband – and um joe exotic like jeff lowe and lauren lowe and a bunch of the other players too joe McHale's doing it yeah they're like reactions to the show and all that shit i'm like i thought it was going to be another episode yeah he he does uh talk show stuff yeah jeff winger baby soup that's what he's doing now okay just breaking news but i had to since we brought up carol baskin sorry continue no, go ahead. I want to do breaking news. So yeah, that's I'll I'll put it at an eight. I mean, I think I think six seventy percent of planet Earth has watched Tiger King by now, and I think that we're all in agreement that Carol Baskin killed her husband. Oh <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so my other one is that the uh so the tide so that was actually um okay. So first, I'm gonna go with the the Lane Kiffin Sun Bowl one. Oh, this is yeah. We were talking about this pre before you came on, Lucas. This is a good one. Okay, so allegedly Lane Kiffin was like fucking around earlier before this. So this is the uh, what the 2012 USC season when they started preseason number one. They end up in the Sun Bowl playing Georgia Tech. Right. Um, allegedly Lane Kiffin went out early, went out the night before, got super drunk, tried hitting on a bunch of coeds, and like. When he got back to the hotel, like an assistant like decked him or something. So he was like coaching the entire game with a black eye. He had sunglasses <laughs> on all game. And that's basically theory. Oh, I buy that hundred percent. It's Lane Kiffin. <laughs> I like, if I could I, I'm gonna put that in an eleven. Like yeah, twenty five, yeah. I have a I have a Lane Kiffin for a minute. So like, yeah, I have I have a Lane Kiffin conspiracy theory on top of that. Um the reason Lane Kiffin left Alabama is because he banged Saban's daughter. Like we all know, like if you've been on social media long enough, you know that Saban's daughter is like notoriously hot. So like that, like the reason he like didn't jump, the reason he didn't get a power five coaching job and he settled for FAU was because he banged Saban's daughter and just needed to get out. 
Um, I'm putting that at a nine, and I really hope it's true, just because I made a meme about that, and I thought the meme was hilarious. <laughs> I did not know about this theory, but I would. <laughs> I'm 100 percent in. That's that's an that's a 12. That's a 15. I wonder if she no, has the like, same bifocals that same had an MSU. Like um, I'm gonna call him Joey Freshwater again, but like. Uh, if you like, you know, the same personality, and you know, like the, the whole like the rumor is, um, Lane Kiffin was bank um women like college kid like college students in uh, at Tennessee, like that's the whole rumor. He's like cheating on his wife with like college kids in Tennessee. So like you know that you know Sam's daughter. You ever seen Sam's daughter? Like she's a sorority at Alabama, and just like she, I think she got kicked out at the sorority at Alabama. She was like beating up some sorority like sister. She was um, some, our fellow sorority sister. Um, and like, there's like this whole bunch of like shit going on. Like, it makes perfect sense if you ever like look at the background of that. Like, and like Saban's final year, like the offense was like the offense grinded to a halt, and it was like super reductive and simplified. So like, um, there's a rumor that like Saban caught on and started freezing Kiffin out before he like confronted Kiffin about it, and Kiffin left. I I want to say that part is a one just because that was a 38 0 here. So I'm going to say that part's a one, and I choose to not believe that part of it. But like, so I think that came out. So I want to say this this rumor came out in 2013, though. But like, I mean, you might be on something with that. So, and then here's one. I think this is, um, I think this is interesting. So you guys know, like, the Den- – have you guys heard of the Denver, the Denver airport? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, heard the, I've heard of the Denver – Yeah, Denver like, you've airport. heard of Denver, yeah. Colorado. But um, – <laughs> We all have. We all yeah, heard of we've Colorado all heard of Denver, of Denver, Colorado. But basically, they, they like, renovated their airport um, a few years ago. And – it went $3 billion over budget for a renovation. Mm-hmm. So the theory is that the reason why it was so expensive is that they built an underground bunker for like the wealthy to run to in the, like in the scenario of a nuclear fallout. Hmm. Is that below the Denver airport, there's a, there's like a high class, like, fallout bunker for like the the rich and powerful to hide after like shit hits the fan seven eat the rich <laughs> eat the fucking rich <laughs> uh i'll give it i'll give it an eight i i believe it that's like the perfect place to to have it especially with all the mountains and everything like they're just makes too much sense i like it so um, you know, like I said, we didn't do any of the we didn't do any of like the famous ones like the CIA killed JFK. Like I'm not fully convinced that's a conspiracy theory. I just accept that as fact. I have one more actually. Oh, you got one more? Let's the hear one it. you were the one you were mentioning earlier. Oh um, yeah, about our about our favorite assistant to the oh, assistant, assistant editor. I'm here for that editor. shit. Hook it in my veins. Um, Let's fucking do it. Let's fucking go. Right, so my, my personal belief I have no I have no as a lot of circumstantial evidence. Be careful. Since then, <laughs> my personal oh. belief is that 
Scott Bell, our motherfucker, our uh, assistant to the regional editor, our $40,000 a year, balding, just obsessed with MSU, beyond the point of health, um, our dude right there, like, I, I personally believe that at one point in his life, high school and college, after college, probably in college, his um, girlfriend, significant other, whatever, Uh-oh. left him for someone from MSU. And explain the random just urges to obsessively tweet about MSU, but like, yeah, yeah. So my conspiracy is Scott Bell was cucked by an MSU fan. <laughs> thirty, I give it a thirty. Yeah, uh, uh, nice, nice rating. Hundred, uh, hundred out of ten. I, I, I was trying to. I was trying to to say to myself, I won't talk about this fucking asshole on this podcast, but him and the Scots tots are just, just shitty people. And I'm, I'm just saying stuff that I think I I'm not doing stuff to where you can go, hello, I have a lawsuit on you now. (laughs) And it's just, it's amazing how obsessed he is with MSU. I it's just at an absurdly unhealthy level. Like that picture that someone made, I wish I'd spent more time tweeting about MSU. That's literally going to be him on his deathbed. And, you know, Buffalo Bell just is, he's a, I think he's just a shitty person to, to just, oh man, my blood boils when I talk about him. And I'm sure he's going to listen to this pod and go, see, 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 look, I'm right. They can't stop talking about me. Yeah. So um, I think, I think we got it all unless someone's got something else they really want to talk about. I was going to say the one from the dark Knight that the Joker was an Iraq war veteran, but there's just too much. Uh, you can get into some water if you go the wrong way with it. So I, I just wanted to say, if you want to know more about it, Google it. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but like there's a couple hints dropped in the movie but yeah, I'm, I'm not really I'm not really comfortable in going down that lane with it. But I felt like mentioning it at least. Ooh, I have one. This one's for all the uh, this one's for all the Nickelodeon people. So not Sav. Shout out Sav. Um, is that Dan Schneider, like big Hollywood pedophile? Have you guys seen this? Yeah, yeah, I know exactly the one you're talking about, and I kind of wanted to avoid oh. like, I personally avoided this one, but go for it. <laughs> Man, if you know he what? avoided I, it, Jesus, dude. I, I'm a few, <laughs> I'm a few, I'm a few um, to borrow probable prelance from hockey guy. I am a few <laughs> pops deep, and I'm ready to get into it. Hey, um, actually, can I, can I give you a second? I really need the bathroom. Yeah. Okay, well, you're Lucas this, and right? I, yeah, I'll throw out a movie wreck while you while you're going piss. So go ahead. Okay, cool, cool. Rip cool, your pisser. So um Yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna recommend a movie. Samir uh Zanjo showing us his kitty. Aw. So I got a movie wreck. It's um I'm gonna recommend to you guys. I finally sat down and watched it over the weekend. I feel highly comfortable recommending it to you. Um, to you all, I'm a uh, portrait of a lady on fire. 
I finally had the time to sit down and watch it over the weekend and it blew my doors off. Was it okay? It is good. Cause there was that one guy on the uh, LCB sub who just constantly every day was like, when are you reviewing it? When are you reviewing it? And it made me not want to watch it. No, it's spectacular. So disclaimer, it's foreign language, right? It's French. So you're going to have to set your phone down and like, and like read for like a little bit, but like, right. With all foreign language films, once you get 15 minutes in, you'll be fine. Yeah. Like parasite. You just get used right. to it after a couple you of just, minutes. You get sucked in, you get sucked into the story and the environment and the characters, and then you're in. So um, Portrait of a Lady on Fire is um, about a 18th, 19th, I don't remember quite exactly when the film takes place. I, I think it's 19th century, um, a 19th century painter and her subject. And I'll leave it at that. But hmm. uh, the, di- check it out. Yeah. the dynamic between the two leads is like, it's, it's fire. Like, I don't mean to like, I don't mean to make like a pun, but like there's so much chemistry between the two leads that like you feel the tension between them. And like Hmm. when you're, when they're telling a romance like that, when you're telling a romance like that, you need that. You know, you kind of need that tension. You need that chemistry. You need that relationship being built up over time to the moment where they finally get together and Portrait of a Lady on Fire definitely has that. So I'm going to recommend Portrait of a Lady on Fire on Hulu. So, so, oh, okay, Hulu. All right. Um, and while, peop- while we have our millions of listeners, uh, Parasite is on Hulu starting today. Yes, go watch fucking Parasite, you loser. Yeah, go watch it. But no, I, like with Portrait of a Lady on Fire, I'm a little gun shy about recommending movies to my wife lately because like the day before her birthday, I took her to see Uncut Gems and she <laughs> fucking hated it. She hate, she said it was one of the worst movies she's ever seen in her life. And part of it was because it's Adam Sandler and she has this vision of him, you know, like we all do, you know, it's, right. it's a little jarring to see him in this movie, the way he acts and everything. Cause he's got, he's a piece of shit, but like it came out of the theater. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what to think. It was okay. And then she's like, I'm really glad we didn't go on my birthday. And <laughs> I'm a little, I recommended parasite. So I hit the home run there. But I'm like, okay, this, I, I just looked up more about this movie and I think she'd actually really like it. No. Yeah. It's well, a very, watch um, a little bit more. It's a very classical, it's a very classical romance tale. And um, oh, yeah, it's right up her fucking alley. Yeah. So I, I would recommend that. Zanjo, have you seen uh, Uncut Gems? I have not, but I've heard good things about it. You would love I think it. It's, I think it's on like, Netflix like, pretty soon. It's going to be on prime pretty soon. Cause it's a 24. So it'll be on prime soon ish. Also, also the, like the only reason I know that movie is because of part of my take. So, like, <laughs> no, yeah, like it's very cokey. You'd enjoy it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Meaning they, they drink a lot of Coca Cola. <laughs> so, um, so this Dan Schneider. <laughs> so, basically, um, I'll try to keep it as light as I could keep something like this. But basically the prevailing theory is that Dan Schneider is like a massive sexual predator. And yeah, the evidence to back that up is like how obsessed like his shows are with feet 
and like there was a time where like he would promote Sam and Cat, which is like which starred like Jeanette McCurdy and Ariana Grande with like writing like new episode of Sam and Cat on like their feet. And like having their feet like be prevalent in his Instagram feed and like having whole episodes revolving around their feet. And one of like the thing that was in the nail in the coffin for me was Jeanette McCurdy like uploaded a vine that she deleted. And it was basically like her makeup was her makeup was fucked up, her hair was fucked up. And she was like, look at me, Dan Schneider. And it was like a bunch of cuts. And then the vine ends with like her going like, look what you've done to me. And like the fact that it was deleted, the fact that like, there's no, like, there's no episode of iCarly or Sam and Cat like have like tie into like that, that tie into that vine just kind of seals it for me. 12 out of 10. No, I yeah. fully agree with that. And I fully like, I fully think that thing, that's actually a real thing. And I think he was actually arrested um, a couple of years ago for some like weird stuff he had in his computer or something. Um, someone could look that up for me. But I think he was actually arrested at a certain point. He was definitely fired from Nick. Um, also, I want to say Ariana Grande, sup? <laughs> Yeah, she I, listens to the pod. She, I know she we, message us. Hey, Ari, I know we brought up some potential trauma you may have, but um, sup? Also, you make bangers and keep doing what you got to do. And your um, ex has butthole eyes, what? which you got really mad about. <laughs> no, but like that's actually something that's like like legit and something I've heard multiple places, and I've actually even heard that you abducted children at a certain point. Yeah. Uh, I was peeing throughout like pretty much the whole thing, but I know enough about Dan Schneider to where I'm giving it a, like a 15 out of 10. He just look at his picture and you can, you can be like, ah, oh, I kind of see it. And I'm not trying to make heart light of the situation. It's disgusting no matter whether it's, whether all of it or some of it is true. But yeah, I read up on him a couple of years ago and just like fuck this guy, and yeah, that that's I don't think it's a theory. I think that's just straight up fact, but it's a good theory nonetheless. Yeah. So he's not convicted for anything, so I'm gonna assume it's a theory for now, just because I want to like preserve yeah. Yeah. Of, like Good Burger and Drake and Josh. But, like, yeah, we have a we have a lot of shit that could get us sued if people actually listen to the podcast. So yeah. I feel like um, we got to do a lot of CYA. Yeah, so he obviously hasn't been convicted of anything and he hasn't been charged of anything as far as I know, but it's just, I mean, there's a lot of smoke around there that makes me think that there's at least a portion of that that's true. Oh, definitely. Um, that shouldn't be, like, I still recommend Good Burger for anyone that wants to watch it because Good Burger is a good-ass movie, but, I mean, I... Yeah, there's a lot of that that I believe is definitely true. Yeah, yeah. I echo the sentiment. So, we ended on kind of a heavy note. <laughs> you guys want to so, talk about the recruiting thing or not? Uh, yeah, we, we, I, think, I think we should dive into it a little bit. We, we don't need to go extreme, but 
yeah, it'd be kind of nice to air air some stuff out a little bit. Yeah. So, um, base. So I think that the recruits that Tucker's gotten so far, I think, is a good start. Um, it sucked. It sucks that we missed out on Jaden Reed because oh, I think that could have been. Now. Yeah, for now. I mean, yeah. it's just a verbally. He hasn't signed his NLI and stepped foot on campus yet. But um, Mel's just got to drop that bag, you know. Yeah, I think, you know, I given what given the position Tucker has been put in, um, I think he's I think he's doing a decent enough job. I mean, I know there's only two recruits for tw- for 21 right now, but um, I think. You know, it's hard to, like, get a kid to commit to spend four years here if he can't step foot on the campus. And, like, that's I think a lot that's – credit to Mel Tucker because I feel like he's done a great job in terms of trying to get that feel to recruits from, you know, like, virtually. Because I, mean, I, right. I saw someone today saying that, like, he's trying to get, like, FaceTime tours to recruits starting, you know, tomorrow. So, like, I mean, he's, he's trying his best. I'll give him a lot of that. He's yeah. doing the most what he can. Like, he, he's just – I. what I really like about what he's done is, you know, D'Antonio said – you remember when Harbaugh – or whoever it was, Hoke or Harbaugh, one of the two, was like, we're selling hope. I think it was Hoke. He said, we're selling hope at Michigan. And D'Antonio just dragged his big old balls out and said – we're selling results. And obviously that's flipped. It honestly has like, I, we're just being real here. And what Tucker's done, it's going to take time, but he's got me fucking pumped to watch Michigan state again. And yeah, this next season could be rough. It could be four wins. It could be eight wins. Who knows? There could not but be a season at all. I mean, that's, I think, I think there's going to be, I really think there's going to be, but that's just me. That's my positive thinking. I think there will be college football, but you know, besides that, I, I really love what he's done and he's just trying his hardest to do this. Cause it sucks. Like you get hired and then a month later, it's like, Oh shit, you can't do, you can't do your job and you can't build that program. Like, like he could have been if this, if we were all just doing our normal life activities right now. Yeah. To build on what Lucas said, honestly, just like guys chill out. Like, the man's dealing with a national pandemic. It's too soon to, like, just throw away his recruiting abilities. He signed the best class Colorado's ever had. Like, let's just chill out for a minute. Just, just enjoy what's going on. I know it sucks. We we're, we're all shut down. But, like, Mel Tucker's dealing with the same scenario. He's had two – he's had at least literally three weeks, I think, before the entire thing just blew up on him. Right. He got hired, um, like, what, mid-February? And then – about yeah, three I'm, and a half, I'm, four I'm weeks later, it's over. Right. Like, mid-February is hired, and then, like, last – I think last last week of eight, March or – no, mid-March, like, four weeks, yeah. And, yeah, it was over. Like, the guys – he needs to be able to bring recruits on campus. He needs to be able to sell him in the school face-to-face. And he just needs to be able to do his own thing. And he hasn't been able to do that. And um, to, to a lot of people saying he's going to leave. I also want to address this part. A lot of people keep saying he's going to an SEC school. Like, I just realized today he graduated from Wisconsin. Like, he's a, a real big possibility. He's a Big lifer. Ten guy. Yeah, he's yeah, a real I, possibility. He's a Midwest lifer. So like, I just, right, like, 
he spent a good chunk of his career in the SEC, so like I can see where I can see where he's coming from. But like I feel like the schools in the SEC that'll have that'll have openings soon that'll have like openings within the next five to seven years, right? Will be able to will be able to match, right? Like like Tennessee, like depending on how Pruitt does in the next couple of years, Pruitt might be out, but we can we can outgun Tennessee for sure. Um, I hope so. Yeah, and you know, like South Carolina or like, um, I think know, we can outgun Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Well, I think. I think that I think that Kiffin and Leach are going to get at least three years. So, like, the only thing I can think could draw Tucker to the SEC is like if Saban, Georgia. yeah, if Saban retires, Bama poaches Kirby from Georgia, and Georgia wants Tucker. I, I'm, I'm. That's I the really only. Think, that's yeah, the ahead, only. That's the only. That's the only scenario I can see. But like it's more, it's more likely that Alabama will get Dabo than they'll yes. get Kirby. That's what I was gonna say. Dabo didn't he go to Alabama? Like yeah, he was. A that's one of those things. Yeah. As as soon as Saban retires, Dabo with his all, you know, I'm I'm at Clemson. You know, I'm all in. I love you know, praise the Lord, Clemson. He can do all that shit all he wants. But you know, he's gonna be on the first plane to Tuscaloosa the next fucking day. Here's my thing, Mel Tucker. Right, like. Okay, so either he's good enough that the SEC, like the SEC won't want him unless the top the type of schools in the SEC that will want him are the schools like Georgia, Alabama, Florida, you know, the really, really, really upper tier of the SEC. Those are the schools that want him. He's not going there unless he's actually like a like a like a genuinely like win big type of coach at MSU, like ten two, ten two, ten two type of guy. Oh God, that'd be amazing. He does Penn State. Um, and here's my thing on that is, like, if he's that good at Michigan State, like, why the fuck wouldn't he stay? Right. If and he's that elite at Michigan State, like, he's staying here, right? Like, it's like D'Antonio getting off by Texas. It's just like, dog, you're staying. Wait, did he got offered Texas? Or was that just a hypothetical? No, he no I think he got offered after, uh, after they fired Strong, I think. Really? Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. I knew. I know there was always that floating rumor that if South Carolina ever wanted to get him, they would take him. You know, those those Gamecock fans think that they had a shot, but yeah, I but never South knew. Carolina I never knew about Texas. Wow. And like, like, no, no, you're right. But like, and I think the Texas thing was after I think Mac Brown retired. Um, but that's the thing, though. It's just like, yeah, it's after the Rose Bowl year. But like, that's the thing, though. It's like, oh yeah, MSU's a good enough job that people people that want to stay here stay here. Right, and you're good enough to stay here. You stay here. Right, you're in the second. You're in the most competitive division of like the second best conference in in college football. Like, right. like that's the place you want to be. So you're not leaving unless you're leaving for like the SE. Right, like you're not leaving unless you can get a bigger bag somewhere else. And like the only three schools that can offer Tucker the kind of bag that we won't be able to match. Outside of the Big Ten. Yeah, are all are all SEC West schools that have 
that have like tenured coaches that aren't getting fired. Like Bama's not going to fire Saban. Georgia's not going to fire Kirby, right? It'll take some, it'll take a, it'll take like an, an unlikely rotation in order for that perfect storm to kind of happen. Right. Yeah. And actually a win big enough here to also appeal to the SEC. And then MSC's also got to not match him. There's, there's a whole lot of stuff that has to go on there. Right. It's not like, it's not like Tucker's going to go five and seven and then Georgia's going to fire Kirby Smart and drop the bag for Tucker. <laughs> so, the only way Kirby Smart would get fired in that situation is if he did a, literally did like a Bobby Petrino, like had an affair with, with a person on the team and flew off his motorcycle or the, something dumb like that. Right. Maybe if that, who knows? Um, Unless Paul Levine comes looking basically is what you're saying. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Oh man, she would. Um, and, and the one thing that's been pissing me off the last couple of days with the recruiting stuff is, okay, so I was on the uh, MSU recruiting and news Facebook page, and why would you do that? <laughs> why would you do that to yourself? I jo- I joined a long time ago, but I never really looked at it. And then when I got on, you know, back on Twitter, I was like, let me see what it's like because Graham Couch posts on there and I, I like Graham Couch and uh holy shit that place is like the ultimate if if you like it's literally uh episode three if you're not with me you're my enemy like that Sean Volkswagen guy where the fuck his name is that moderator Ruben, yeah Ver, I'm just calling Volkswagen <laughs> it's easier um and like I well of course I kind of said you know you fucking suck but like he's sh- I I I hate people who shit on recruits for making the toughest decision of their life. They're 18 years old. If that they're making a decision sometimes after thinking about it for a long time, sometimes just going in the moment, like, yeah, this is fucking cool. Let me, I'm all in. And whether you get them or not, I don't really shit on a kid. Like I just say, good luck. You know, if I do tweet at a recruit, it's like, good luck. You know, we'll see you, see you soon. Maybe see you in the playoff or something. But like Sean Volkswagen was just sitting there like, Oh, a three-star? Man, Tucker's really getting off on a bad foot. D'Antonio built his legacy on three-stars. Like that uh, Sean, that that Phil guy that we all went after, you know, that guy who was tweeting at. Yeah, I made him delete his account. <laughs> hey, he didn't actually delete his account. He just blocked himself. I, I no, he deleted. That. He no. definitely deleted. He deleted oh, he his okay. account. Oh, yeah. and like, But, you know, he posted that, that shot of uh, D'Antonio's winning percentage uh, the first what eight nine years up till 2015 and then after that that's such a misleading thing that he posted because that's at the the bad winning percentage is when he started trying to go after the big guys like you know that whole class of 2016 was a nightmare and there's some kids that came out of it thank god but you know i'm not going to get into it but it was a nightmare for obvious reasons and there were some kids he shouldn't have gone after, but it's that's just you live, you learn. But the, the one, Austin Robertson, I wouldn't have gone after, but that's neither here or there. But not many programs get five stars like people want. All of a sudden, Mel Tucker comes on, they think, oh, we're going to get five stars. That's going to take time. If, I, are the only five stars that D'Antonio's gotten, weren't they Golston and Thomas, or am I even wrong no. on that? Dowell was a five-star? That's right. But Golston was like the first – What's that? Dobbs. Oh, yeah, Devontae Dobbs, duh. Yeah. Um, But, 
you know, wasn't in, you know, Golston was the first like big time recruit to commit. Like the one that I actually was reading up on, like, okay, this, this is going to be really fucking cool. Like if he gets this going and I'm just, I going off of my soapbox, but I just can't stand it when our Twitter feeds are full of these guys, you know, committing. And then all of a sudden, like just hatred one way or another is spewed their way. And it's like, you dipshits, they read this stuff. Other recruits read this stuff. By the time we read it, there's probably 10 or 20 of their friends who have read it. And if they're good athletes, or even if they're not good athletes, they might say, I'm not considering MSU. But Lucas, like you said, like, okay, so you remember what that guy commented on, right? The Phil dude, he commented on a recruit's commitment. And uh, there's right. a recruit underneath that. It was Rayshon Benny, I think, who actually yeah, it, commented on that saying, what are you doing? Right. Oh, my God, that is so – and he just he, – he literally doubled down. Like he said, oh, you think this is stupid? Wait till you see what's next. And he just – he said, like, three stars don't deserve to come here or something like that. And it's – I don't really give a shit about stars. It's your coaching. You can mm-hmm. have all the five stars you want, and it doesn't matter if they're not well coached. Like, Le'Veon Bell was a borderline two-star. He was a low three-star. And look what he turned into. But here's uh, the other thing. Yeah. The other thing, though, like Mel Tucker's whole like, like I said, he had the he had the best class ever at Colorado, right? So like, even if he like, like I agree, it's coaching over stars, but at the same time, like dismissing stars right now during a national pandemic, when the man can't meet face to face with anyone, he's got four weeks of FaceTime, like, and right. you're, you're dismissing his ability to recruit based on that. It just seems like it's wild, like. And it's like like Sean Volkswagen did too. Like the man saying like D'Antonio would have done better. Like no, D'Antonio doesn't even know what fucking FaceTime is. Like, <laughs> like Dude, no, he would he would probably look like that. I showed you my penis. Please respond at first, and then you have to get used to it. <laughs> I love you, Coach D. Please don't kill me. So yeah, I mean, I think that Tucker is doing. I think we can summarize it like this. Um, Tucker is doing the best job he can given the circumstances and the recruits will come. There just needs to be, there just needs to not be a global pandemic. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we'll leave it at there. Um, Zanjo, where can the people find you on, on the social medias? Real quick, I have a, I have a semi scoop to break. Okay. Ooh. So Spartan season actually tweeted this out today. We're about to get an out-of-state defensive back um, within the next couple of weeks. Hell yeah. Um, I promise you, you'll be very happy with the guy. He's yeah. got an offer from an we, state school, and I promise you, you'll be very happy. Um, yeah, we'll be. We'll be. Um, uh, we'll be super excited when when this um, when this person um, commits. So I mean, I'm excited just knowing like knowing his offer sheet and everything. So yeah. Do you do you um, want to tell them your handle? You know where we can find you at. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go, go MSU Butt Boy sixty nine. <laughs> For now, um, that'll change. Until he gets if, banned again. Yeah. Until until he gets banned again. Uh, Lucas, you're still at MSU devotee. Yes, I remembered it correctly this time. I'm I'm MSU devotee. And I'll be honking my horn on Twitter as long as I'm not banned by uh by a guy named Tony again. Yeah. Um and I'm Spartan Dog ninety seven. Uh Zanjo, do you have do you want to request a song to take us out? This has been fun. And if you have any Taylor Swift songs, play us out, play us out, because 
Oh, he he definitely has them. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna uh, go out on new romantics. So uh, why? We'll uh, we'll see you guys. <laughs> album, man. Play the red album. All right. All right. Uh, how about uh, red album's kind of a. How about stay, stay, stay? Just sure, play the whole enough, album. Yeah. Like have like okay. a long hour and fifteen minute out. All right. We'll have um. We'll we'll go out on stay stay stay, so uh, guys go green, go white, go white. All right, we'll talk to you guys. We'll talk to you next week.